chill, an uneasy feeling that you are not alone. Don't worry, it's just a ghost. A shout out to Tia Mayhem and Tanya Venom of Stormstress for providing the incredible intro music for this podcast. Hello there, I am your host, Mary Jensen. On this episode of It's Just a Ghost, I will be talking with a husband and wife team who have been extensively studying and investigating paranormal accounts for over 37 years, with well over 1,300 investigations to their credit. Creators of 13 books and counting, together they have penned and captured on film the best haunts in history New England has to offer. I will also talk with Bob Hughes and Vicki Julian Hughes, who assist in some of the investigations. Thank you for joining us today, and welcome Thomas D'Agostino and Arlene Nicholson. Well, thank you very much for having us. Thank you. (laughs) Glad you could make it. I understand Dining with the Dead started 13 years ago when you came up with an idea to host dinner, dinners and interactive paranormal investigations in some of the region's most haunted places. And you have been studying and investigating paranormal accounts for over 30 years. Please share how you got started with investigations and how it led to Dining with the Dead. Well, yeah, we grew, I grew up in a haunted house, and um, I started investigating, now it's going on 38 years, and it was out of the interest of, for science to see what happens when, uh, you know, that things we can't explain. So basically, um, because Arlene came on, uh, used to come on investigations with me all the time back, going way back, we've known each other for a long time, and... And, um, well... I did, was not a believer at first, <laughs> not at all. In fact, I would go along with Tom on investigations. I was a photographer at the time, and I liked to take pretty pictures, and I would just go along because he went to some really, really interesting places. And, you know, I got to shoot pictures, but I'd see him talking to what I thought were just invisible people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what what happened that um, you're a believer now, I assume, right? I am. I, I you know, yeah. almost, it's such a fascinating subject. I mean, everybody wants to know what happens after you pass. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, um, and even if you're not a believer yourself, sometimes you know someone who you regard as a very intelligent, you know, trustworthy person, and they believe. And, you know, the more I got to know Tom in this realm, I... You know, I became, I became a believer. I, you know, I was really into it. And the first time I saw an apparition, that's what did it for me. I was going to ask you, what was the turning point? <laughs> and that's so cool that you actually have seen an apparition because I grew up in a haunted house as well. And I have had a lot of paranormal experiences since then. But I've never, like, actually seen anything. But I am definitely a believer because I've felt things. I've heard things. And actually, the first episode is going to be my experience when I went to um, the public house for your investigation last year. So, because I did feel something in one of the rooms, but we won't give that away. Well, hopefully people will listen to that episode, and then this will be the second one. So, um, now you kind of answered this already, Tom, but um, did what experiences then in your life have you had 
before becoming an investigator? Because you said you grew up in a haunted house. Yeah, I grew up in a haunted house, and I did experience apparitions. We lived um, in Smithfield, and the house wasn't that old, but there was just, I guess, somebody, you know, never left. And then my friend bought a house, and he asked me to stay in it for the winter while I was in college. And I lasted six days there. He was going to flip it, you know, build it and flip it. Mm -hmm. uh, so many things happened. It got me into studying and taking courses in college on sciences, physical sciences, esoterical sciences, social sciences, just to be able to attack from every single angle what might be happening. And that's when I started investigating. Wow, that's that's very interesting. And um, so you said you lasted, what did you say? Six, six days. Six days. Now, was that because they were flipping it or because you got freaked out and had to leave? Yeah, we had to leave because I wasn't getting any sleep and being in college, I had to study and, you know, that kind of stuff. And I just couldn't get anything done. Uh, every day we were there, something happened or every night. Wow. And so, yeah, I mean, like when I was little, like very little, I mean, we moved in the house when I was three. There was a lot of bad spirits. Um, but we got rid of those. So, of course, I have like a couple of episodes just on my stuff, too. Um, yeah, these were bad spirits. They were very uh, angry, I guess. Yeah, and that's not fun. No. I mean, you want friendly. You want Casper spirits. Like, no, you know, no. <laughs> you know, let's make some pancakes. Not like, uh, you know. Yeah, that's scary. Um, so what are, what is your typical investigation process like? Well, we go in with a shotgun and a flamethrower. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I didn't see those. No, we generally ask a lot of questions. And we also talk as if they're part of the, you know, they're with us, hanging out with us. So um, we try not to get too many questions like we're just bantering them or with questions. We, we just kind of like they're hanging out and um, we... First, we do our homework. We know, got to know the history and any kind of names that might be pertinent, and we use those as for part of the setting. And we go in with our equipment. We mix the esoterical and old-fashioned equipment with modern equipment, and I always call it a tackle box. We got to have a full tackle box, mm -hmm. and uh, we uh, use trigger things. Which okay, if we're going in a place and they know it's an 1800 Civil War ghost, well, we'll have something that might be able to trigger that. Uh, spirit to mm -hmm. communicate with us. So you know, like which, um, well, we'll get back. We'll get more into that later. Like the tools that you do use, like the thousand rods and stuff like that. So we can talk more about that later. Um, so what would you say is the average percentage of actual paranormal activity showing up in an investigation? Oh my goodness! It's We've had a lot though because we, yeah, she's Arlene's very magnetic. And, and um, I guess things like to bring themselves out for, right? <laughs> so we've had a lot, of, a lot of activity. We've been really lucky. Yeah, no. I think it's above average, actually. Mm. Uh, and it's probably just because we're more in tuned. Mm -hmm. You know, everybody, everybody has that, you know, uh, it's in our DNA. We're hardwired, actually, to, you know, be perceptive and, you know, sense danger and, you know, it's... Um, it's just that we, we do it so often, we're probably just a little bit more in tune, mm -hmm. more practiced than, you know, the average person. Like a great doctor or a great lawyer who, you know, you go to see a doctor and you, you start saying, well, I got this, oh, yeah, I know exactly what it is. 
and boom, they're on it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that makes sense. Um, when you do it so much and you're in tune with it, you can almost, it's almost, you know, um, how would you say it, uh, psychic, but we're not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, that makes total sense because, you, like you said, you do it so often that um, it's easier it just becomes more natural and you're open to it too. Yeah. Which I think helps a lot because like you said, you weren't before and by being around him doing the investigations, it helped open you up to it. Um, because I think there, I think most people, if they haven't had an experience, they're at least interested or curious whether they admit it or not. That's mm -hmm. my opinion. Just from talking with people yourself. So, and um, actually, the band, um, they're called Stormstress, that I had to my intro music, which you'll hear on the podcast. They're amazing. And they were so excited to be able to do a little creepy intro for me. <laughs> and they're like, I, and then I asked them, I said, have you ever had any experiences? And they're like, no, but we want to. Mm -hmm. We keep trying. <laughs> they go to investigations. They go, you know, just on haunted tours and stuff. And they're like, you know, nothing's happening. Mm -hmm. So, you know, maybe they don't have that drawer or I, I don't know. But maybe when they least expect it, it will happen. Maybe. Maybe they're trying too hard. That that could be it. Yeah, because they don't always communicate on demand. Right, <laughs> yeah. It's not like, oh, here's Tom and Ali. Let's, <laughs> let's put on a show. <laughs> yeah, and that's probably why, like, you don't get something every time you do an investigation. Mm. Just no. because you're ready doesn't mean exactly. that they are. So what is your most memorable investigation and why? Greenville Finishing. Oh, yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there's been several of them, but yeah, I guess that one is the best. And also the exorcism. Yeah, the exorcism uh, that we were yeah, part of. That I would have to say. Yes. So you did an exorcism? Or? We, yes, we we uh, actually was there a couple of times to investigate uh, as a preliminary, and then the last time we went in, we it was part of an exorcism. And we witnessed it. That and must have been scary. took part in it as well. And mm -hmm. it was one of the most interesting. Yeah. Things. We've uh, never done another one, but <laughs> Yeah, that sounds They're creepy. Rare. <laughs> <laughs> They're rare. It's not like you have one every week. Yeah, there was but, a Catholic priest that came in. And it was at um, a place that you were investigating? It, it someone... was a private residence. Yeah, a private oh, residence. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Well, yeah, because I mean, that's funny, because my next question is, you know, um, I had, I attended the Dining with the Dead event at the public house last year. And I noticed because the room that the first room that I was in, um, our leader or guide or whatever you say, um, was a demon, demonologist. Mm -hmm. And um, luckily, he said, uh, you don't have to worry about this room. But is he does he go on all your investigations? No, he actually, what we have is, uh, we have different people like that every so often, and uh, when we have an investigation, if someone calls us and is in need of something like a demonologist, we contact him, mm -hmm. uh, but most of the time, when we do investigations, it starts out with just Arlene and I doing a, you know, run through an investigation, and then if we need more people, we call in uh, Bob and Vicki, we call in anyone else that might be pertinent to help out. Okay, and so you have needed him yes, in the past. Yes. Okay, um, let's see. Have you ever had anything evil show up 
um, while you were on an investigation where you were like, um, maybe we shouldn't be doing this or, <laughs> oh, or yeah. you were afraid to go back to that location. Do you want to tell me about that? Uh, is it too? No, it's, I, I can tell you about it. Okay. Um, we were investigating a, an abandoned factory in Greenville, Rhode Island, mm -hmm. and it's called Greenville Finishing. So we, Tom had an office there uh, back in the day, and he was in the basement, and we heard stories all the time, you know, that the third floor is terribly haunted. Nobody will go up there. So, of course, Tom and I are hey, let's go. <laughs> so, yeah, like, don't take any cookies from the cookie jar, right? Right, <laughs> Yeah, so we got the keys, and they let us into the abandoned part. It's basically, well, good luck, guys. Mm -hmm. So we go upstairs to the third floor, and we have all our equipment there, our recordings, and we were with two friends, our next-door neighbors, also uh, Richard Alley, and all four of us are up there, the record is going, and all of a sudden, it sounded like there were just bangs and chains and banging that was so loud. We were literally turning around to see where it was coming from. It was coming from all around us. It was, yeah, it was wow. like omnidirectional. It was just everywhere. And it was, it was and it was loud. So, Tom stayed, but I... Sadly, I said, I'm out of here. I'd be with you. <laughs> Wait for me, Arlene. I'm coming with you. Yeah, I was like, no, this is too evil for me. And he stayed, and I waited for him downstairs, and I would not. <laughs> Were you by yourself? Like nobody No, else I was, was with there? Rich. And um, Rich actually put a recorder right away at the other end of the room. When he went to retrieve it, something threw something at him. I don't know why you would stay there. <laughs> I mean, it would be right? kind of cool and tempting to stay there, but I would be afraid. So yeah. how, how did it all, like, end? Did you just leave? Yeah, we left. And then um, the people um, who rent spaces, like, in, in the next door to the mill that's attached, but they were upset because they said we unleashed some terrible demon or something. Uh, but yeah. nobody would go up there. Nobody would even um, fix the place. They, people are offered free storage on the third floor, and they wouldn't take it. And I don't blame them. I would. Oh yeah, them. me either. Yeah, it's, right. it's, that's frightening. Mm -hmm. it, it felt evil. Yeah, and that's very rare. It was a very bad energy for me, mm -hmm. and um, I just couldn't take it. Sorry to say. Oh, I hear you, yeah. and I'm sure I, like a lot of our listeners are going to agree with you. <laughs> you have no idea like who it was. They didn't have like a little history on. No, it was a manufacturing plant um, at the factory on the third floor. Did once have machines up there. Uh, my brother actually worked there before it closed down in the 70s. And as uh, far as we know, there was no electricity up there. It was just a big empty room, and it could have been just replaying a moment in time of some tragedy or just the machines going, and we mm -hmm. triggered it. Yeah, that makes sense too. But it, it, I've never, I've never experienced an investigation like that where yeah. it was just like loud banging. Yeah, and yeah. Was, we have it recorded, and if we played it for you, we will at some point. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it's it's just horrible. Yeah, and when that instrument was thrown at Rich, it sounded like metallic. It almost sounded like a, you know, just a metal bar being just forcefully thrown. Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. He was afraid to move. Yeah. Yeah. I don't blame him. Wow. That, yeah, that's scary. <laughs> so that was your most um, frightening experience. And that's Rhea. We've been on thousands of investigations. Mm -hmm. And mostly, it's a very pleasant experience when you're making contact because, like people, I believe that most of the spirits are very kind. Mm -hmm. very nice and they probably remain because they're happy here yeah and that that's so funny well I mean you do have the questions there but it's like some of your answers they like go right into my next question mm -hmm. um, because I was going to say you know I'm sh it's not all black and white I know that but um, like what do you think would be the reason that some spirits move on and some don't and they some spirits stay in the same location too for yeah. for years and years they just not ready to move on? They have something unfinished business? What is your profession? Probably all the above. Yeah, that's what we, I would say. Different yeah. things, yeah. yeah. When I studied um, in college and I was studying for, you know, to do this, I also studied meteorology and I came up with an idea or a theory one time that um, we, when meteorologists are giving the weather, they're showing giant, giant areas, you know, pressure zones and things in, in regions. But what if these pressure zones could hold energy in smaller places like the size of a table or a room or a house and that this energy now is there and that's why it's there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's it, true. It, I mean, everything's stored until we can go to the other side and hang with Elvis and Jim Morrison, you know, right? <laughs> for a few months and come back. We don't know. We're still grasping at straws. Yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, you don't really know. Mm -hmm exactly anything until mm. it ha until you pass mm. so um and i mean that's I, probably why it's so fascinating mm -hmm. to the yeah. people and yeah, some is a residual energy which is just the earth being magnetic taping a moment in time and then replaying that moment when the conditions prevail mm -hmm. yeah i mean i believe that there is different like moments in time like i don't know about time travel per se but um, I can't think of the word that I'm looking for, like a different dimension. I mean, why wouldn't, you know, I believe that's possible. And, and yeah, the theory maybe, of parallel universes. That's what I was trying Paulino to Paulino has put yeah. that forth in a, several books. I mean, you, again, you don't know, but it's all of that is just so interesting. What is the strangest case you've ever dealt with? Like maybe something out of the ordinary that you were like, wow, this is different. Is there anything like that? Besides the exorcism one? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, well, how about the one um, where there was bane inside the walls? Oh, yeah. That one, tell them about that one. It's awesome. It was, I'm gonna start coming. With oh, you that's all the right. Time. Yeah, we did one that. Yeah, it was banging, and um, we there's people were saying they kept hearing these noises and banging, and and you know in the room, and they thought a spirit was you know knocking on the wall. So we go in there, and we said we'll set up uh, some cameras, and we'll go at it, and we'll try and communicate. So we set up the cameras, we left them, and then. Um, you could hear the banging and everything, but later on you could see that there was an area where a cat could slip behind it, and he was running around in the walls. Oh my God, so <laughs> Probably that... chasing mice in there. That was a banging. Ah, that's funny. So that one did have a um, an explanation. Yeah. yeah. And now, like maybe some people listening to this will be like, "See, if you think 
long enough or figure it out, everything has an explanation, but I don't agree with that. Because well, yeah. mm. some things, I mean, it just can't be explained. Like what right. you were telling me about the abandoned uh, mill or whatever there where you heard the love. So yes, There was no explanation for that. Right. But if there is, I mean, we don't, we don't go into every location and just assume that it's haunted. Right. You know, we do like to ask questions and, um, you know, try to figure out what else it could be. Yeah, sometimes we, when we, like, you'll get two or three things that can't be explained and then seven or eight things that can be explained, but because those two or three that couldn't, the whole thing is lumped together as paranormal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there are some things that can be, but I know for sure, and I know you know for sure that there are some that that can't be. Um, so the public house, I'm just really interested in that because it's right down the road for me. It, what things have happened there? Because I know you've done many investigations at the public house, and I do have one of my own, but... Like, what have you, have you actually, like, seen any apparitions there or felt things? Yes, we've gotten photographs. Um, at one of the investigations, I was on the top floor in room 40, and right below us is room 14, which evidently is haunted as well. And um, we had uh, somebody down in the stable uh, doing the investigation. So all of a sudden they could hear a bang, bang, bang coming from the, the whole the, building. The heard whole it. building heard it. Exactly. And that's a huge it, building. It is, yeah. So you know where downstairs where the stables are mm -hmm. and there was, there was a bartender there, a server, and they thought somebody had fallen in room fourteen, so everybody went flying up there, you know, to see what happened. They thought for sure somebody had fallen downstairs. The room was unoccupied, mm -hmm. but yet, you know, everybody heard it in the, we had investigators in the stables and they were standing there and they, it was so loud that the ceiling, there was remnants of the ceiling falling Came down on their heads. That's how loud wow. it The room was basically right above them. Yeah. yeah but there was no And even there. on the recording, they always you were all right upstairs? Did something happen? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was, it was loud. Yeah, we have the banging on it. It must be interesting working there. In fact, I have um, emailed, I can't think of his name, Mr. Glick, I think. Yes, owner, Michael Glick. Or the manager or something. Mm. I emailed him a couple of times because I was trying to see if he would ask any of the staff if they would be interested, you know, two or three people to, you know, talk on the podcast. But I, I haven't heard back from him, so... Um, I don't know. If we do, then we'll get them on there. We well, had in, we were in room 40. We stay in room 40 all the time, which is supposedly the most haunted room in the place. And one night, uh, she woke up. She said, someone's in the room. And there's the two rooms. It's a parlor, then a hallway, and then the bedroom. And you could hear someone. I got up, and I was looking around. And the, the, the door was locked. It was bolted. There's nobody else in the room. So uh, we went back to bed, and the next morning, the people down below us said, wow, you guys stay up late, huh? And I go, why? Why?" She goes, about 2.30 in the morning, you guys were up there walking around, and, ro and you were rocking in the rocking chair. And I said, well, um, maybe we walked around because we heard some noises, but the floor is carpeted, and uh, there's no rocking chair up there. Mm. <laughs> 
Wow. So you, but you, you still keep staying there, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, because you know, I mean, you've been there enough. There's nothing that's going to hurt you oh, there. No. no. I, w I wouldn't be staying there. And I'm it not. wouldn't still be open either if there right. was really no. Right. No. All the ghosts there, just I guess, are still living there and enjoying their tenure. Yeah, it's a nice place to spend eternity, I guess. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, exactly. I'll probably haunt the place after I'm gone. There you oh, go. <laughs> I don't, oh, I almost said I can't wait, but I can wait. I don't okay. want to die. Yeah. But, um, when I do pass, I'm hoping to haunt people. You know, nice. I'm not yeah. going to be mean or scary, yeah. but just for a little while, you know. Right. It would be fun. It's nice to get the last word. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, there you go, right? <laughs> so, um... I was reading a few of your books the past few days, and because um, I was going to question you about the Lizzie Borden house, and I I know that you went to visit there, and you went you did the tour. Have you ever investigated the house? Or yeah, we did a few overnight investigations at the Lizzie Borden. One of them was a table tipping one. Remember that? Oh yeah, that the was table funny. tipping investigation. Yeah. yeah, that was cool. Yeah, so we've done a few there, and um, really not much happened, huh? The only thing I recall happening was we were on the top floor and remember the camera moved? Yeah, the yeah. camera moved. That's right. It, it moved was, on its own. It's, it was positioned in a little cubby hole area mm -hmm. and um, they noticed it move. So the lady goes over, one of the investigators, and she goes over and she straightens it out and she goes, there, is that fine? And Mac goes, yep. And all of a sudden the camera just moves on its own again and she just bolted out of there. <laughs> <laughs> Well, at least she got something to happen yeah. there, right? That's cool. We've seen the shadows uh, one time go around the corner, too, of a hall. But um, as far as, like, anything wild. Not uh, while we were there. Well, yeah. the no, camera we movement there. was pretty wild. Yeah, that was. That was interesting. Yeah, that's but it that wasn't. Is. That it was in the room where the guy, one of the, another person died. Yeah, it wasn't a, um, a bad feeling no. there, though. It wasn't. No, yeah, I went on a tour there, and I didn't, I mean, I felt a little creeped out just because you know what happened mm -hmm. in the house, but not in the sense that I felt like there was um, any spirits in the house, which yeah. I was a little disappointed about. <laughs> well, but, we, yeah, we could, we, we had the luminals, and we could see the blood stains on the ceiling in the cellar and in the wash basin that were dried up from years ago. Yeah, because there's no way that they can get all of that, remove no. all of that, right? No. So that's. That was, that was pretty creepy. cool and creepy, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I told her, we to get on with the investigation, I said, come on upstairs, chop, chop. <laughs> ah, that's funny. <laughs> See what I live with? Yeah. Well, at least, yeah, you can make paranormal jokes. I yeah. like that. Oh, yeah. So I did feel like there was something in the gift shop, which is weird. I went in there oh, yeah. before I even went on the tour, and I'm like, oh, this is going to be good because I already feel like there's something here. And yeah. again, like you said, maybe they were maybe they were on vacation that day, or you know, yeah. because there are plenty of people that say that they have felt like really feel things there and seen apparitions. So like the same yeah. thing doesn't happen to everybody. Right. Yeah. Maybe another time if you go back, you know, you'll see. An axe raised above your head or something. You know, <laughs> but yeah, it was fun. I really enjoyed it. And um, if you're ever going to be doing another investigation, now I'll keep an eye on your schedule. I'll go back there. You have to stay overnight, though, right? You don't or, have to. Or sometimes, it's at yeah. night, which to make it. Sometimes work. they'll do like investigations and for a bunch of people, but, you know, of course, the rooms will be filled and everyone else just comes and goes after it's done. Mm hmm. 
because I don't think I'd want to stay overnight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little too chicken to do that. But yeah. um, have you ever had a thank you pad, a spirit follow you home? No. I never have. No. So they don't attach like that. Oh, they haven't. Anyway. They haven't. And um, just cats. Yeah, just cats follow, follow us, us home. Yeah. <laughs> like real cats or cats? Real cats. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I've never even been concerned. Of course, I do believe in sage and cleansing. I was going to say, yeah, yeah, you can always do that even if they did. I do, yeah. yeah. I sage everything. Well, that could be why, too. I know I want to go buy some sage to have on hand because I am doing this podcast. You just never know. <laughs> you know so it's good to have it on hand, I think. You never know who's going to shed theirs. <laughs> right? Oh, Jeff, I may have some out in the car. <laughs> just carry it around just in case. Oh, yeah. So um, now I know there's a lot of apps that you can get. and Do you know if there are any that are legitimate? The, the recorders on phones. Yeah, the recorders yeah. Are, are legitimate, the videos. But the other apps, like EMF meters, they're, they're probably legitimate. I've tested them against mine, uh, the ones that we use. And they're not actually made for ghost hunting to begin with. They were made for, you know, looking at electricity, wires in the walls yeah. and things like that. So it, it, they work. But as far as all those, like... Um, Ones like you know, get your ghost picture or the black and white thing that you know, shoot everything that's made for fun and folly, yeah. Because yeah, I had downloaded one before I went to your investigation, and the first room that I went in, I had it on, and I never thought to take a screenshot of it, but all of a sudden, a bride appeared, really. Yeah, oh. she had the white gown and everything, and I said, Look at you know, I said, I've got something. And everyone came and looked, and then it just kind of disappeared. And then I'm thinking to myself, they could have had that in the app. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. And I don't even remember what it was, yeah. which app it was. You, you never I, really know because you're not the one who created it, or it's mm -hmm. not a tangible thing you're holding in your hand where you can say, mm -hmm. okay, this meter just did this, or my video, you know, I just saw that. It, it's not something that you have as a creation. Right. It was still cool to see it, though, but I was like, I don't know if it's real or not, but it was fun. <laughs> so um now you've written 13 books so far yes and um including a guide to haunted new england and ghosts of the blackstone valley um would you like to share the process um how the process works when it comes to research and gathering your information um like do you interview people and do you go and invest do an investigation at um you know for each place that you have in the book yeah, all of the above, actually. Right. Like, yeah. we, we, we visit the places because it gives us a good idea of what it actually looks like. And we interview people and we look up histories and, and previous uh, stories or legends. And we go there and we take pictures and we talk to anybody who might be able to help us in any way. And uh, we have over, what, 2,000 books on New England in our library. So wow. that helps yeah. a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, that sounds like it would be interesting, too, just doing the research and everything for the book. So um, so the two devices that interested me the most when I went on one of your investigations was the, dow the dowsing rods and the portal and spirit box. Mm -hmm. um, now, I'm just I'm going to say this just for, you know, our listeners, because obviously you know what they are. <laughs> but the dowsing rods are used to locate energy and work in conjunction with recorders, correct? 
Is that right? Or? Uh, yes, it, they're used to, um, it actually, it's the oldest form of divination. Okay. And um, nobody knows exactly how they work. You know, there's different theories on that as well. But um, it's almost like a connection. Once you're holding those thousand rods, you can almost feel them like vibrate and connecting with you and mm -hmm. connecting with the energy. And they take on a life of their own. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's amazing how accurate they are. I mean, I've, they can be used to find things. If I'm awful about losing my keys, and oh, yeah, I actually great. use thousand rods in my house to locate my keys. <laughs> <laughs> they went in the freezer, by the oh, way. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah, I never thought about. Yeah. you know, you can use them for not just for to not talk just with for spirits and ask questions. You know, that's how they. That was the original. Mm -hmm. you know, yeah. use. See that, people? Everybody <laughs> needs these, so you can find your keys. <laughs> and the portal. And, yeah, that's um. When uh, Thomas Edison was born in the spiritualist era, the first spiritualist era, and he tried to invent a machine where he could speak to the dead and he'd hear them speak back in real time. But he passed away before he could perfect it. And with modern technology, uh, we were able to go many, of course, leaps and bounds forth. We actually, uh, a guy named Frank Sumption, made this spirit box and it runs through frequencies and what it is, because everybody and everything speaks at a frequency or exists at a frequency. And if they're speaking, they'll get caught in that frequency and you'll hear them. But then there was one more floor. You could also catch every single ball game on the planet. So the portal was invented to more or less squeeze the frequencies out that are not in a room or a small area and only... Uh, what you'd hear was like the frequencies or speaking or whatever's happening within a certain area. And that's what um, you use? Yeah, that. and that's what we use. It isolates the frequencies to like maybe a room or, you know, bigger than a room. But mm -hmm. but it, you're not catching uh, an Idaho, you know, radio station. <laughs> yeah, of course, yeah. So now did you say like that's in like real time or is that? Real time, right? When they then, when you hear that, that's really happening. And so if you wow. said, "Hi, Joe, uh, how are you tonight?" and you hear, "I'm fine," well, that's really Joe saying, "I'm fine." Mm -hmm. And um, so sometimes, though, it's hard to make out what they're saying. It's or can that kind of clear that up? Well, it, the thing is, we're when we process our, um, you know, speaking or noises, we do it acoustically, and ghosts being energy or electricity. Uh, they're not going to sound exactly like we're speaking. Right. So you may, sometimes you get it really, wow, that, you know, as clear as a bell. And other times, it's not so clear. Mm -hmm. But they certainly, you know, over the portal, they don't sound like us. They sound almost like mechanical. Right, yes. Know, like, a, mm -hmm. like computerized. Or, yeah. But um, sometimes the words come out like, oh, completely, mm. completely. Um, clear. Like yeah. at Ciro's when we said, we got this on recording, We, uh, I said, where are you? To And we had had a few other answers, and all of a sudden something comes in and he goes, we're dead. As plain as can be. And also, every time Tom turns it on, it's really funny, but it's, as soon as he turns on the portal, you always hear a voice say, Thomas, 
Really? Yeah. Or, Hi, Tom. Hi, yeah. Tom. No matter yeah. where you are or Every, anything? No matter where. Everywhere oh, we are. Yeah. It never says hi, Arlene. It's always hi, uh, Tom. <laughs> so I wonder if, like, there's a spirit I built it, that's why. in there. Yeah. Is it you think, like, pot? No, I, I built the portal in, in the, um, the one that we have. Mm-hmm. And um, I guess because I'm very attached to it because I made it, maybe some um, they, whoever's there just says, oh, look. Yes, I don't Tom, know. Right. <laughs> maybe, yeah. One of those unknowns. One of those unknowns, one of those unknown, right. They know my name, too. I know, right? <laughs> But you also use audio and video recorders, too. Oh, yes, mm-hmm. everywhere, yes. And so that's the stuff that later on you have to go through to see if you picked anything up, right? Yes. It's hard to tell somebody, look, my EMF meter moved. The place is haunted. But if you have video or audio, it's a lot easier. It's the two mainstays in you know the business, I guess. It's yeah. tangible proof, yeah, actually. That, that yeah, that something was you know worth investigating i want to i want to see something good though something good (laughs) (laughs) but you know even if it was like on a video or something like that oh we have video we have video we have audio of many things we have seen a lot oh i bet we've seen a lot of nothing too but (laughs) doing that many years that's so exciting So um, I think that's all the questions I have um, for today. I don't know if there's anything that either of you would like to add to this. Well, the Dining with the Dead 1031, they can go on the website and look up uh, certain things and events that we're doing. Mm-hmm. You can go either diningwiththedead1031.com or tomdagostino.com, and you'll see a whole bunch of different things that we're up to doing and other things like that. They can get the books mm-hmm. on the website. And um, T-shirts. And we also, aside from the Dying with the Dead, we still do private investigations. If okay. somebody's bothered by something they think may be, you know, a spirit in their house or if they're just curious, they can always give us a call or, you know, visit the website. And we never charge for investigations, for private investigations. Okay. Yeah, we've never charged. If we had charged, we would be right now on our yacht in France going to our <laughs> villa. Yes, we're driving a Toyota Yaris. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, we, we do it to help people uh, kind of, you know, oh, out of a amazing. dilemma. Oh, that's amazing. Right. Yeah, so, okay, so um, anybody need their house checked out or their office, give them a call. Um, we don't do windows. We don't do windows. <laughs> um, I was going to say one more thing. Oh, yeah, and um, like I said, they have 13 books that they penned together, and I've read a few of them so far. Or bits and pieces of them, and I can't wait to read more. So I suggest that you get some of the books if you're interested, especially in New England, um, and check out their website and go on an investigation because it's a lot of fun. <laughs> thank you again for joining us today. Oh, thank Appreciate you. Appreciate your time. Quite a pleasure and an honor. Thank yeah. you so much for having us again. And maybe we'll do it again sometime. Oh, yeah. Some new experience. Yay. Happy haunts. Thank you. Also joining us today, we have Bob Hughes and Vicki Julian Hughes, who are friends with Thomas and Arlene and assist on some of the investigations. And uh, so how did you meet Tom and Arlene? How did you get involved with this? Well, Bob's son, Zach, is my stepson. And uh, one night, Bob and I went out to eat at the Tavern on Main in Chapachet. And they had an advertisement for a, a dinner and investigation evening. Mm-hmm. So Zach enjoyed watching all these ghost story shows on TV, and he kind of wrote me into, into watching it. And it was, it was interesting. 
So Bob says, do you want to take Zach to this evening, you know, this uh, event? And I, and I was kind of reluctant because I'm kind of, you know, a chicken. And I, if I said, you know, I want to bond with the son. So I said, yeah, we'll do it. And so Zach and I went to the event. It was a great event. We had a wonderful time. And uh, they had a sign-up sheet if you want to, you know, send photos and, and they could look at it or whatever. And uh, we just kind of hit it off as friends. And Tom has a background in music. He's a musician. My husband, Bob's a musician. So I brought Bob to meet Tom when he was practicing, and they hit it off. Yeah, it, Tom's basically a friend, of, you know, actually his brother, friend of a friend. You know, we have a lot of connections in Rhode Island, where Tom is from. Mm -hmm. And uh, so there was, there was some, there's also already some connections. So, as you know, we, we, we got together and... Uh, it off and, yeah, and then yeah. Not, then so then the four of us got together, and I was starting to get into photography, and Arlene was already a really good professional photographer, so she was helping me with tips about taking pictures, and and, and the friendship started, and that's that's kind of how this all started to happen, and it, it's been I'm so blessed to have met them, and it just it's great, it's a lot of fun, and been friends for years now. That's amazing, um, and and you helped them with some of the investigations as well, right? How yeah. did that? Come yeah, we about? did. We would take Zach on the on the investigations because you know he wanted he enjoyed that, and Bob would go, and we had a great time, and I would, I became more interested in it because I started learning that everything in the universe is energy. That piqued me to start looking up, you know, to learn about physics. And then the law of attraction, and because I've tapped into that energy, it helps me to see life different every day. You know, we we run into people not by happenstance, but because we attract them. And it's been a, it's been great. And doing the paranormal, it's all energy related. And with Bob's background in, in electrical engineering, it, he can bring in a scientific aspect to when we do the investigations. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that that's good. Um, now, how long have you been doing them with like when did that start and well, do you go the, how many investigations do you say you go on like um well, with them? early on uh we we um through through just traveling and um and also being part of a group at one one time or another we we would go on investigations of properties and and uh and houses and stuff like that to to basically um see if we can collect some evidence and and uh, mainly as you know, entertainment for our, for kind of it's kind of really entertaining doing that. And then we started traveling with the, with our vacations. We'd bring our our uh, tackle box, as Tom yeah. uh, <laughs> referred to it. We'd bring that with us, and then we'd be just chatting with people in various places. And they a lot of people gravitate towards that, and we we start to interact and and before you know it we're doing investigations on our on our vacations and on mm -hmm. our honeymoon on we our planned honeymoon. our honeymoon to go to yeah, haunted places awesome. and do investigations there so i, I couldn't that. give you an account but we've been doing oh, it off and on probably for over 15 years now yeah yeah, yeah. oh so you were doing it before you no met we, them. Met we met them. Tom about 15 about, years we ago. met them about oh, 15 and that, years and ago so oh, yes. Yes. that's yes. when you did get interested yes. so you can call it investigation vacation that's what yeah we do. Oh, maybe we do you should write day. like a book and call it yeah like that's cool well, that's and that's so idea. funny you saying that because i'm going on a cruise next, at well at the end of this year and 
one of the stops is Key West. I know it's very haunted there. Mm-hmm. So I've already started looking up stuff. And I forget, um, Captain, Captain somebody, yeah. he has like a haunted bar. It's got like a tree growing up through oh, the yeah, middle of it. That bar. Captain, I it's not Jack, I don't think. Yeah, I know the one you're yeah, talking about. So yeah, so I definitely want to go there and like actually contact them before I go and see if I could talk to mm-hmm. them and maybe a couple locals that have seen weird things happen in that yeah. tavern. So and check out the cemeteries there too; they're cool. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah, because I, I mean, I could like spend my whole day doing the you know the haunted stuff there, yeah. but you know, I'm going with a lot of friends, and they're like, yeah. "Well, we'll go to a couple places like that." And you know, I'm only I see them like once a year, so yeah. I want to be like, "No, we're doing everything I want, or else you can just go on your own." Right, right. <laughs> but right. I would like to, you know, do it. Maybe I can get them interested enough to do yeah. it. But I love that you're both interested enough to make a vacation out of it. Oh, yeah, it's yeah, really yeah. cool. We met so many nice people that run these different, you know, places, and we made friends and. You know, they'll put us in the rooms that have the most activity, and it it, it just adds another layer of excitement and fun. You know, yeah. and uh, we take you know when we go for a car ride, we'll take back roads because we'll find old buildings and pull over, and you know, don't trespass. But you know, you never know what you'll find going off the beaten path. Yeah, old, for old sure. Everywhere, and um, the haunted Vermont book was the uh. We weren't, we weren't we weren't realizing that we we're becoming involved in the haunted Vermont book, except for um, having some directions on getting some pictures, mm-hmm. and that led us to um, kind of drive a little more and get more pictures of places that weren't on the list, including going into the places and interviewing uh, in the innkeepers, and uh, I would say about eighty percent of them would be receptive and and tell us the. The, the um their experiences in their inns because there's a lot of old inns in Vermont so um it just it was it was a very amazing connection to get all that information bring it back to Tom and and uh, including some experiences and uh, uh EVPs and such mm-hmm. um that that you know I think spun Tom's head around it's like oh my god it's like and and they ended up uh, uh re you know going in and, and redoing the book and and that kind of came about because we were going up there for vacations anyways, and yeah. Arlene wanted some photos yeah. of the different buildings up there, and she had taken them prior, but she couldn't find them, and she asked me to take photos, and I was very flattered and very excited to have that opportunity. So this has just been a wild ride for us because we never anticipated any of this happening, mm-hmm. so it, it's it's been Awesome. And sometimes yeah. that's the best way too, right? When you don't plan everything oh, yeah. out, and there was there was no master plan to become, um, as as Tom referred to us as fellow paranormal researchers, mm-hmm. and it was like, and you realize that you at we yes we literally did that, you know that oh that is what we did. So we got you know we realized the credit that he bestowed on us for the the title, which is kind of you know just just jazzed us up like you wouldn't very grateful. And <laughs> yeah, it was, so it was wow. But look what we did, you know, and we didn't even. Well, he didn't even but it was fun now, right? to get the credit. Oh, it's great. We, we still go to the same places and, you know, try to have, capture something happening. So you never know. So a lot of those stories are in here, in the uh, Vermont you know, Vermont including was, your investigation yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. stuff. Yeah. So that's a book. It's called Haunted Vermont, and that's by Thomas D'Agostino and his wife, Arlene Nicholson. Mm-hmm. And they're... Um, what did he call you, investigators? Fellow paranormal the, researchers, which the, is... The, 
Yeah, and that's who we're talking with right now is Bob Hughes and Vicki Julian Hughes. So you might want to check that book out. I've started reading it. It's amazing so far, and I can't wait to finish it. So have had either one of you ever had any paranormal experiences, like growing up? Or... Not that I was aware of. No. No. You didn't no. grow up in a haunted house or no. anything like no. that? No, uh, no I, I would say no, but, I mean, I do recall, I mean, every – kid probably has had the experience of being in that that state of mind and sleeping where you have sleep paralysis and stuff like that not really being able to explain it mm -hmm. but um no I, I don't i don't believe i've i've really noticed a lot of the uh anything paranormal before you know my adulthood and, you know meeting up with tom and, mm -hmm. and such right to, to so really you explain Never had any idea that you would ever get involved with it, with anything like this until never, you met never, them. Never, and never. I, mean, I, I can't even watch scary movies. So I need <laughs> to do this, and then people say you can't watch a scary movie, but you can go into a haunted house. I said, yeah, you know, and and, and I like uh, I don't like to go to places where I feel like it's demonic because I don't want to take anything home with me. Right. And when you do investigations, you open the door and anybody can walk through. But I don't want to go someplace that isn't like. A Casper, you know, because yeah. I want to be someplace I feel comfortable in. Not, I don't want to be someplace where I'm fearful or worried about being there because that's giving off negative energy. Definitely, that's how I feel too. I mean, I really am intrigued by all this, and I've had many experiences. But yeah, anything yeah. like evil. But I guess that's where the sage comes in, and that's just one way, right? Of, yeah. Of um, cleansing, so just you can keep protect that yourself on with hand. white light and do Saint Michael prayer before you go into a place and protect yourself with white light, and yeah. that, that's that's something I definitely do every time I go to some place. Okay, you know, so I, that's I, really good advice for our listeners too. Yeah. Um, these these people are professionals, so you should really listen to them, and then you have nothing to worry about. Go yeah. have fun, just yeah. do your precautionary stuff, right? Just in case. Absolutely. So. You know, I didn't really do that at the very beginning. But then I had an experience. And now it's just like, yeah, every time I do that. So, yeah, that's like, um, like I was telling them, I, I grew up in a haunted house and I really want to tell all my stories at, on the podcast. And so I talked to my sister, you know, because she's a little older than me and she might remember more of the stuff when I was real young and she does remember it. But she doesn't want to be on the podcast. She's like, she doesn't feel comfortable. She's very unsettled, she says, because I don't want to bring anything back, like right. the evil stuff. And I said, Cindy, that's why they make sage. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but she doesn't want to do it. So I'm yeah. on my own. Right. But I'm right. going to like do it like with a friend of mine who also grew up in a haunted house. So we're going to kind of exchange stories on the podcast. Yeah. So. Yeah. But so, yeah. So you're going to continue to to go on investigations yeah, and, absolutely and you know when we do hear. an investigation and, and we find something you know either we're hearing it or seeing it i think it's an experience that you can relate to someone else to help them through through maybe a bad time in their life maybe they're grieving or something and mm -hmm. that's one of the things that really helps to energize me to do a paranormal event because you know you read books you, you see things on tv but when you have your own experience, you know it's real. Yeah. And um, I say I, I do this because I'm afraid of losing somebody really close to me. And I think because of what we've you know experienced ourselves, I have a feeling that 
I can still have a high probability of connecting to that person when they pass. And I've experienced that. And I think when I can share stories like that with other people that maybe have just lost somebody or lost somebody a long time ago, it really doesn't matter. If they can open up to possibly hearing them or being in tune to signals that they're trying to connect with them, I think that could be a big help. Oh, definitely. Yeah. So that that's that's how I look at it, too. That's a great way to look at it. I agree with that. You might be able to help some people. And even if they don't actually have an experience, just a comfort to know that it's possible. Yeah, that they're watching over them, mm -hmm. protecting them, you yeah, know, and even bringing if you don't awareness to kind of like be tuned into that. So when something happens, they'll say, oh, so-and-so was here, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and maybe that's why a lot of people hang around, too. Um, like, because some I think are just briefly, just to help someone get through, you know, if they weren't ready to say goodbye. Or let right. them know, oh, you know what, I am, I'm okay. I'll yeah. be okay. It's all real. Yeah. yeah. Uh, awesome. Thank you so much for talking to you. Do you have anything else you'd like to add? Or? Well, I'd like to definitely do a shout-out to Tom and Arlene uh, Absolutely. For, for their events. The um, the Dining with the Dead, uh, 1031. That's what you'd look for on Facebook. Uh, those events are, are are great, not just because we're we're they're helping them with the events, but but as far as uh, what Tom and Arlene have, have been able to put together with those events at, at great at great destinations, it, it's worth uh, worth going to these these events, and um, their future events uh, are going to prove uh, even more more both educational and entertaining. Yeah, it's great. Everyone, we, we you're talk always with, laughing. <laughs> everyone we talk with the one, at the end of an event, they're just so happy they they were there. You know, yeah. everybody, yeah. Your friends and and people we don't know, they all seem to be very happy with the events. And you meet meet new people and make new friendships, and and you learn from other people too that are there doing an event with you. Because I mm -hmm. always try to ask, you know, have you done investigating before? I know they haven't. So so it's a learning experience for everybody. It's not just one sided where. We're here to do an event. I want to hear your story too, you mm -hmm. know. And, and what what did you bring with you to help with the investigation? Because they have different tools in their tackle box. They bring yeah. to the investigation as well, or so, even just their stories from yeah, experiences they've had, or they haven't had experiences, but they, you know, they just want to see what it's all about. Yeah. It's always good to a let people give you their have. experiences because um, that's what it's all about. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can't wait to go to another one. And um, you would just hear, like, in between their interview and, and ours right now, we were talking about um, that Tom and Eileen have a new um, a new event that is going to be coming out. And would you say it was in, like, April and May or March and April? We yeah. it. Yeah, we should. <laughs> we got Arlene back here to tell us about this one because um, okay. it sounds really interesting. It's um well, it's going to be called Spirit Meets Science, correct? Yes, it is. And yes. Tom and Arlene are going to be collaborating um, with a medium, Gary McKinstry, and I'll let Arlene tell you the rest. Yeah, he's right from the local area here, and what this is is. Um, Gary will be doing his usual readings, and we will be there with our portal and um, all our equipment, and we've done a couple of dry runs of these so far, and it's worked wonderfully, where 
we're actually going to be able to capture the voices of the deceased or the loved ones in real time. That is going to be so amazing. Yes, it, we had good luck with the last couple of events that we did. Uh, they weren't public events, but um, they were absolutely amazing. So we're going to be at um, the Hawthorne Hotel on March 14th. And uh, that's a Saturday. It's going to be from 1 to uh, 5 in the afternoon. Great food. Mm -hmm. <laughs> a great place to uh, to hang out for the weekend. Free parking, which is real. Oh, that's in good. Salem. Yeah. And now, that's in um, the Hawth that's, that's in Salem, Mass. Salem, Mass. Okay. Right. Yep. Yes. And um, then in April, we're going to be back here at the public house. And that's going to be on April 28th okay. with the science, uh, the spirit meets science, excuse me, <laughs> the spirit meets science. <laughs> and the Facebook is in the process of being built right now as well as the website. That should be up and running within another week or so. Okay, great. I'm definitely going to check it out. And then maybe... Um, after the event, after the one at the public house, maybe we can get together again and do another episode and tell everybody how that went and get people to want to go to if they haven't been to it. And to oh, go. yes. Yes. Maybe we can get Gary to join us for that one. Yeah. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah. Okay. So that's something to look forward to in a future episode. Um, probably by in the uh, beginning of summer, we'll have that episode up. And um, so thank you again for talking more with me. And it was great. Thank you, everybody, for joining oh, me on this you. episode. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> it was a great pleasure. Bye-bye. Bye. Hello there. I just have a little add-on that I'm putting on to all of the old episodes. We have a new website address. It is, it's just a ghostpodcast.com. And we also have a new email address, and that is it's just a ghostpodcast at yahoo.com. So if you heard a different email or website address in this episode, please ignore that and use the new one. Again, the email is it's just a ghost podcast at yahoo.com and the website is it's just a ghost podcast.com. Thank you so much. As always, please email us your paranormal experiences to it's just a ghost podcast at yahoo.com and we will read them on an upcoming episode. If you enjoy this podcast, please follow and hit the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. You can help us grow and get our name out there by telling your friends about us, and we would be thrilled if you would leave us five stars. This helps people find us out there in the sea of podcasts. It's all free, so why not, right? You can follow us on Facebook at It's Just a Ghost Podcast and on Twitter at It's Just a Ghost 2. That's the number two. Remember, ghosts are people too. Until next time.